Hey guys, before we get started on today's episode, I want to let you know that the audio during the intro topic sounds a little off. Something happened to Josh's mic when we were recording, so we had to use the audio from the camera instead of the mics for it. And um, luckily the problem fixes itself and everything sounds normal for our main topic. So if you want to skip the intro topics this week and just go to um, just straight to our main topic, there are timestamps in the description box slash notes section as always. Uh, yeah, Mercury Retrograde really sucked this week, but we appreciate all of your patience um, during this crazy time of not having a actual studio to record in. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Heart Podcast, episode 92. So today we are going to be talking about Antarctica conspiracy theories, which has been very highly requested. Yeah, and one that I've been really excited to get into because... It's very interesting. A lot of shit. It is. And it also connects back to last week in a lot of ways, which is going to be interesting. So Yeah, definitely some connections there. If you missed last week's episode, it was definitely demonetized by YouTube. Turns out they don't like blood and no. like performing our own blood tests on camera. So, <laughs> uh, and when it gets demonetized, it doesn't get pushed out to everyone. So if you missed it, it was a great episode. Definitely check it out. But before we talk about some of the news that happened this week, I want to thank our sponsors for today, Third Love, Upstart, Stamps.com, and ID Tech Camps. Also, we drop new merch. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, definitely go check it out because stuff's selling out fast, and we've got some new items dropping yep. this week, actually. Yep. Um, some new sticker packs. Kendall's got a couple new items yes. uh, that I think Very he has exciting. away. So, yeah, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Check out milehire.com. Uh, but, yeah, let's jump into this week's news story. So, First things first, we have to talk about the news that just broke literally hours ago today, the date that we're recording. So this is Friday, mm-hmm. Friday night. And Rodney Reed, who we talked about in a previous episode, uh, was facing execution, I believe, this coming Wednesday yep. for a crime he did not commit. Well, and we don't know. Well, we don't know. I'm 100%. We don't say, know. But there's enough evidence to reverse yes. you know a death sentence on him. Yes, and to do a retrial or something. Right. Look at this again because there's yeah, definitely not enough to say that he did this. So, we actually found out through Kim Kardashian who's really championing the cause. I mean, got to give it to Kim K here for being involved in all of this. It's pretty cool to see a celebrity being so vocal about something like this. You know, yeah. she's really helped get the word out because a couple weeks ago no one knew about this case seriously no, no i mean really they were having major traction issues and then a bunch of celebrities helped and kim was probably the most influential in the whole thing right right so an hour or so ago she tweeted today i had the honor of meeting ronnie reed in person and the privilege of sitting with him when he got the news that the highest court in texas had issued a stay of execution and remanded the case back to the trial court for further consideration that's huge. Huge. And I'm sure that was amazing to be with him in person when he found that out. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah, because I can't imagine thinking you're going to die in a, a matter of days. I know, man. And for something you may or may not have done. And Ugh. this comes out of no, you know, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's literally like, I don't even know, a gift from God in a sense, like from the heavens. Like, I know. How did this happen? And, I mean, think about like looked at it and decided this. Like this is the power of the people. This shows you how much can be done on the internet. The power of the internet, really. Mm -hmm. Because think about it. Like thirty years ago, 
he'd probably just get executed. This oh, would have yeah. moved forward. There would have been no influencer to spread the word and get massive, massive amounts of people to sign the, the petition. Mm-hmm. It was probably almost close to 3 million people that signed. I'm not sure what the number is now, but that's just bring national it just attention shows, to it. Yeah, if you raise enough, you know, enough of a stink, really, you know, as a people, you can get things changed sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, at least with the criminal justice system, it seems like it, it works in in some cases where if there's enough support for, you know, a cause or especially an injustice like this seems to be, then you can actually make a positive change. And you can. It'll correct itself like yes. it should do. You know, it's supposed to be fair and balanced and it's supposed to correct mistakes that are made and justice should be served in the end. So Right. And it definitely shows you that how important it is to sign petitions. You can make a yep, big difference. Absolutely. And, you know, when we all come together, we can get something big done. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it reflects on the, the government there. And the government isn't going to want to look like they're going to put this man to death, despite all of this evidence and all these people exactly. literally screaming that this guy, you know, right. take another look at this. Because they have to factor in the backlash that they could get if they were right, to move forward. Right. Yeah, and, so. you know, people get kicked out of office and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, the backlash yes. that they would face For future huge. elections, absolutely. You can really enact change that's by putting pressure said. on yeah. the politicians. So. Totally. Totally, you can. It really matters. And that's why I said last week, like, I didn't think this would actually go through. Yeah. You know, once we were up to 2.5 million signatures, that's a lot of people to just be like, whatever, dude, we're going to do it anyway. So. It is. But there's so many other people out there, like Rodney Reed, you know, it's just endless amounts of people yeah. that need help. Yeah, there's just so many person. people on death row that could possibly be innocent. Cases that need to be looked at again with better forensic evidence. And the new DNA technology we have is amazing. So people that have been convicted on old DNA technology would like to be looked at again. You know, this doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of things that people want the chance to at least right. look into their case a little further. I mean, if you were on death row, wouldn't you want that? Yeah. I mean, the if basic, there right? Yeah. Especially if you were innocent and right. I'm saying if you're on death row and you're innocent, now, right. Right. You know, yeah, it'd I mean, be amazing to have someone relook at your, your case. I can't imagine the feeling that Ronnie is having and his fight is nowhere near over, but no. to just to have, you know, someone look at it again and for it to maybe be fair this time, I'm sure he's hella grateful. So. Yeah, definitely. Shout so. out to Kim K and all the other celebrities that have really helped get this case out to everybody. Definitely. And hopefully there's more like this in the future. Hopefully this just yeah. kind of spreads and yeah. more and more people get on board and start realizing like, hey, if we get involved, maybe they'll they'll do something about yep. uh, some of these injustices. Because, I mean, that's the only way we're going to reform the, the criminal justice system at this point. It's not going to happen true. at the highest levels of government. They're not going to do it. No. It's the people. It's literally going to come back to the people have uh-huh. to make the changes yes. that we want to see in the world. And social media has given the people the power and the power of information. Just knowing right. about what's going on, right. documentaries, Things Netflix. Things going viral like, so quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's times it's, are changing. Yeah. We're seeing it. It's pretty cool. It Hopefully is. we see a lot of change, more changes as time goes on. Yeah. Because there's so much more that needs to be done. Totally. But the next story we've got um, is actually about the vape crisis for a while the the center for disease control couldn't figure out exactly or pinpoint what Mm -hmm. was causing the illness and leading to 39 different people that died it's a lot uh, from vaping related illnesses and they actually managed to zero in and detect a potential toxin of concern and that is something called vitamin e acetate and i believe we we touched on this a little bit in the last episode Mm -hmm. but 
when they looked at all the lung samples from 29 different patients across 10 different states, they found that all of them had vitamin E acetate in their lungs, okay? Wow. So vitamin E acetate is extremely sticky. It's like having honey in your lungs. Oh it's my that gosh, sticky. so it's making it hard for it people to breathe. It goes in and then it, it doesn't come out. It stays wow. in your lungs. Interesting. Because, I mean, it makes sense because it's a thick, it's like an emollient almost. I mean, you, they use vitamin E to like heal scars. I remember when I had surgery, they had me just break up vitamin E tablets. Yeah. Or I mean, capsules. Right. And just use them. Yeah, and that's the thing is it's safe to use. It's not a toxin you to your skin and stuff, shit, but it's how your lungs receive you, it yeah. because they're not meant to breathe in that type of uh, of thing into your lungs. It just it can't handle it and it eventually poisons your lungs. Right. And so they yeah they pinpointed that it's vitamin E and that it has been found in illicit street bought vapes. So mm-hmm. all these different vapes that are out there, especially in states that don't have legalized cannabis, people are buying them up online. I mean, so many of you reached out to us and like told me all these crazy yeah. stories about where you're getting them and that you've even smoked some of the vapes you've talked about, some of the brands that are yeah. brands, quote unquote, that are going around like dank vapes and chronic, chronic hearts, chronic hearts, dank vapes. And their packaging looks so cool. Like it really does. It's like multicolored. We were just talking about, they have a runts flavor. Mm-hmm. Sour patch. I mean, especially kids, this looks really appealing. Totally. Well, it's candy. It's like, oh, it's going to taste like that candy right. if I smoke it. And even if you're like not, you know, just a child and you're a safe consumer and you look at the back and you're reading through ingredients and you see vitamin E, you're not going to think that's a huge deal, you know? Yeah, they're like, oh, vitamin. Yeah, vitamin. That's healthy. Right. Oh, so that's the, scary, man. The black market vape dealers use vitamin E acetate to lower the amount of THC yes. so they can create it's a filler. Yeah. It's basically, yeah, it's exactly It's the it old way that they used to put oregano in a bag of people's <laughs> wheat, you know, yeah, like yeah. cut it with half oregano. <laughs> so <laughs> my dad used to get on the yeah, street. Yeah. It's basically what they're doing. <laughs> so the vape cartridges are not even really giving you what you think you're getting at all. Like the THC content is probably fairly low right. compared to what you think. It looks full. It looks like it's going to be all this, yeah. you know, it's going to really, really get you high, but it's actually going to make you sick and potentially lead to a mm-hmm. life-ending disease. And I think people think that because it's black market and, you know, it's it's cheaper, but it's because it's not from a dispensary. It's not marked up. It's black market, so that's why it's so cheap. People don't understand it's it's because it's filled with bullshit. Yeah. That's why it's cheap. Right. They're still making a hell of profit off you. Oh, yeah. I think people are saying that it was like, 20, 25 bucks per cartridge or something Interesting. for that. And the amount, I mean, the amount of money they're making off that is yeah. like 80% probably of that. Sure, the margins more. are huge. Yeah. So that is what you got to watch out for. So if you're out there and you use any of these black market vapes, hopefully you're not anymore, but don't because it likely has this vitamin E acetate and it really can cause some issues. But it's also good to keep in mind, even if you are in a legalized state, that when you go look at cartridges too, like they're starting to say that oils that have been deemed harmless, uh, like propylene glycol and vegetable glycerin, might also do kind of the same thing. They might transform in the mm-hmm. when you smoke it. Mm-hmm. We don't really know or understand the full term effects of these two um, oils being breathed into your lungs. And so, do you know dispensaries sell cartridges with Some that? Some do, in there? yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So like just usually, on the brand. yeah, and that's why you, it's good to research and obviously talk to the people at the dispensaries. They know what they're talking about most of the time, and they'll mm -hmm. tell you if it's you know has any of these additives to it. But most of the time, you know, you most of the t most of the companies nowadays they'll have realized that this is an issue and they completely removed yeah. it completely and they've really cleaned up the process and it's yeah much much down. more pure. It's purely uh, plant matter at this point. Yeah. There's no additives to it. Yeah. Um, well, this is, is again shows us why we need to legalize marijuana nationwide. Right. So more regulation. We can do more testing. There's more funding for research mm -hmm. and actually looking into the best ways to use cannabis to our mm -hmm. advantage and to consume it. So it makes sense. Um, yeah. But the next thing I've got is kind of interesting. So in the Marshall Islands, which are way the hell out in the yeah, middle of are. the ocean, like between Hawaii and the Philippines, mm -hmm. it's like in the middle of nothing, there is this island chain called the Marshall Islands. And on this island chain, or one specific island, they have this thing called the Run It Dome, which is a nuclear waste site. It's this big concrete circle that covers up an enormous pit that contains more than 3.1 million cubic feet of radioactive waste. Oh my gosh. Which was left behind after the U.S. military detonated nuclear bombs on the land. Isn't that absurd? You, like, you don't even think that that stuff is out there, you know? It's just like really... There's so much nuclear waste out there that's it's honestly alarming. Like, it is. So many places are infected with radioactive waste. I know. And a lot of times, you know, the officials and governments will be like, yeah, we know there's radioactive waste leaking out here, but it's not to levels that will actually hurt you, okay? Yeah, right. They, More like we don't know what else the fuck to do, man. It's the same thing with, like, supposed to do with Right, it. right. Well, it's the same thing with, like, 5G. I mean, so many people will tell you, like, yeah. Oh, well, the levels aren't high enough to really cause an issue, but it's like, how do you know? You don't for sure know. I you know haven't studied the effects. Yeah. Say that. It's brand new. How the hell are we supposed to know what it does to us? Yeah, totally. How do you know it constant radiation, even a small point, you know, that's been way more than what we've been used to is mm -hmm. not going to affect me 50 years from now. Right. You don't know that. You can't tell me that that's safe. Definitely not. <laughs> people are too confident. <laughs> well, that, and that's what they tell people, and that's what they told this people that live on this island here. That, you know, don't worry, oh my gosh, it's leaking. Know. This pit of radioactive waste is leaking into the I'd ocean. I'd be freaking out. I wouldn't be able to live there. Yeah, well, people are figuring out real quick that we might have to move out of here. Otherwise, mm -hmm. this is going to turn into a graveyard. And, I mean, there's only 650 people on the island, but wow, it's pretty scary, though. That is. Yeah, the crater holds enough radioactive waste to fill 35 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Oh, my gosh. Think That's about so that. insane. And it just 35. sits there. Doing just sits there in this pit. Are they breaking it down or anything? It just well, they didn't there. seal it with concrete all the way. They just put a concrete top on it, so it's a pit that's breaking and chipping Dude, apart. Do people get like cancer on this island? I don't. I don't know what. The, I mean, I don't know. Hmm. And that's the thing well, is, I, I don't know if there's been an increase in cancer or anything like that. But down the road, there could be. But this island's in trouble anyway because of global Good. warming. The water's rising really quick, which is actually causing. Uh, the cracking okay. and shipping to accelerate. So, I'm sure a lot of people aren't even able to leave, or you know, their whole life's there. It's super well, stressful. Yeah, I mean, God, it's, that sucks. It's there's been people there for a very, very long time, and you know, if you're used to that area, then you know you don't want to leave. That's so, crazy. Yeah, really scary stuff. But this last story I've got is odd. This is so interesting, actually. Yeah. So it's about a guy, uh, a murderer that 
is serving a life sentence. And basically, this guy, Benjamin Schreiber, claimed he quote-unquote died four years ago during surgery for extremely large kidney stones that resulted in him contracting sepsis. And he said that when he was revived with antibiotics, despite having a do-not-resuscitate order, and essentially he filed an application for post-conviction relief stating his life sentence had been served because he died momentarily on March 30th, 2015. It's honestly so smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, did he really think this would go anywhere, though? He thinks so, obviously. He claimed his heart was restarted five times, and that he said... It probably was. He probably did technically die. So he thought, like, well, there maybe there's a loophole there, you know. Yeah. And maybe I can get out of jail free card, you know. Yeah, because he already served a life sentence. I already died. Right. I can't maybe consume right. serving a life sentence. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they shut that down quick. Yeah, the Iowa Appeals Court denied his reasoning in his application. They quote-unquote said, The court finds this assertion unpersuasive and without merit. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing in the record supports petitioner's claims. So, yeah, and this guy was a, convicted of first-degree murder in 1997 for killing somebody with an axe. Oh, yeah, you're um, done, dude. So we do not want him out of prison. Can you imagine the uproar that the public would have if they were like, oh, yeah, you know what? You did technically die, so you're free, dude. You can leave. Like, yeah. there's no way. I mean... I think it's funny that he even went for it and that there was someone willing to, like, fight his case. Yeah, he, he hired a lawyer to file this <laughs> uh, and everything, and they might right. even appeal the judge's ruling even. <laughs> okay, well, good luck to them. Because he's claiming there's a loophole that, you know... This hasn't no. happened and nobody's claimed this, but obviously a judge can overrule pretty no. much any of that. So yeah. you're exactly still alive, did. you still are you, and as long as you're living, you will be serving your life sentence, and that's how it works in the court of law. Unless you get it reversed. Unless you have you know? parole, you know, you're up for parole. Right. But he's not. Yeah, but so. he's not. Because he's an axe murderer. Yep. So he should stay in prison where he belongs. Well, let's go ahead and get into Antarctica conspiracy theories. I'm really excited about this because... I'm really passionate about Antarctica. It's a really cool place. It's very weird. It is very weird. It's like an alien land, really. I mean, a lot of people think it's just cold, but there's more Way going more to on it there. than that, for sure. But before we jump into that, I'd like to thank our first sponsors for today. Let's talk about Antarctica. Antarctica is a crazy place because it's literally one of the only places left on Earth that has nobody there. And we have no idea what's even there. As of right now. As of right now. Yeah. We don't know as of the past, though, you know? Yeah. There could that's have been true. people there before. It's true. But as far as we know, right now, there's no, like, native peoples that live there. It's not controlled by any particular country. It's kind of this weird continent. It's a whole continent, too. That's what's bizarre, too, is it's yeah. huge. Like, if you didn't know, Antarctica is one and a half times the size of the U.S. Interesting. I actually it's didn't know huge. it was quite that big, to be It's honest. really big. It's huge and it's beautiful. My gosh, look at the water. It looks gorgeous, but I'm sure it's really uncomfortably cold there. Yeah, it's extremely cold there. I mean, it's the South Pole, so. It's really an interesting place though. And there's the conspiracies are very interesting. Definitely put your conspiracy hat on. Have an open mind. Going yeah, this into is a this. tinfoil hat required episode. Yes. Because there's a lot of, with Antarctica, because we really don't know that much about it, besides like what scientists have told us and you know, Nat Geo shows about Antarctica. Yeah. We really don't know like all of the history surrounding it going back a really long time. 
it's you know they there's barely any information about when it was discovered Mm -hmm. which is interesting that is interesting but some fun facts for you about antarctica just because it's such a cool place um 98 of it is covered by ice and what's crazy about the ice is is like it's not just like you know some pond ice we're talking Mm -hmm. one to two miles thick think about that for a second depending on the area of it this continent is one to two miles thick of ice of ice it's a lot of room I mean, considering how big it is, too, for things to be hidden underneath the ice. Right. So, of course, that's where the theories come in, too. Yeah. So, one and a half times the U.S., two miles worth of ice. That's so Keep much. Keep that in mind. That's a lot of space. It is. Well, something else that people don't know, either, is that 70% of the planet's fresh water um, and 90% of the planet's freshwater ice is in Antarctica. Yes. So, if Antarctica melts completely... Right. That's why it's so vital. That's a lot of fresh water that's gone. Just being wasted. Mm-hmm. Melt and mix with the ocean water and that's it. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is that scientists claim that if just the West Antarctic ice sheet were to melt, it would raise global sea levels by 16 feet. 16 feet, guys. And it is melting, oh, by the way. Antarctica is my... melting at a rapid rate. Yes. Um, right. Giant pieces of the ice sheet are falling off and it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And part of that is global warming, but also like something that I didn't even know is that there's active volcanoes there going on. Wow, really? I did not know that. Yeah. There's two active volcanoes in Antarctica. One of them is completely under the surface. You don't even, it's not like you're seeing stuff going up into the the air. It's under the ice. Wow. That's what's so crazy about this is there's volcanoes. There's a fucking mountain range. Oh, my God. There's a trench that's way bigger than the Grand Canyon down there. Damn. It's like you, all knows. you see is ice and like you do see some mountains peeking up and things like that. But below that, there's so much going on under there that we just yeah. like can't see based, you know, flying over it. Right. Which is just crazy. Not only that, it's the coldest continent. Temperatures in the winter can drop to negative 73 degrees Celsius or negative 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Think about that for a second. Dude, it's so cold. What's the coldest it gets here in Colorado? Like like negative 15. Yeah, but it's been 20. a while, though, since it's been negative. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had a winter where it was like negative something. Well, not where we live, but in northern Colorado. We used to live in yeah. northern Colorado. and It, it did. It did. Yeah, up, up north it did. Yeah, I remember yeah, walking true. to class and it was negative 11 one day. With wind chill, though, that. probably. I was like, why is class not canceled? <laughs> but that's with the wind chill, too. It wasn't like the actual temperature was negative 11. Usually oh, it was like know. negative 3. I can't confirm. I just remember it was <laughs> It was just wicked cold. <laughs> Yeah. But negative 100. I mean, you go outside and negative 100 with. Oh, my gosh. You're probably going to be like dead. Well, no wonder people barely ever go there. Right. Surprised more Instagram models aren't there. You know, it's so gorgeous. <laughs> it is. It's beautiful. there. You might want to get a nice booty shot in front of a iceberg ice thing. You yeah. Know? But it's a little be, cold for them. It'd be hard to get a booty shot in a, some snow <laughs> yeah, pants. What are you going to wear? Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you can go out there in a bikini or something. Right. I wonder if anyone has ever done a shoot there because models do bikini shoots on ice all the time. It's like a thing. Yeah. I don't know about Antarctica. I wonder if anyone's done an Antarctica shoot. (laughs) That's a good question. That would be really cold. Yeah, it'd probably be really hard to get there. It is. That's that's the thing about it. It's a long haul to get there. It's at the bottom of the planet. Yeah, where are you going to stay? Like, there's nowhere to even, like, there's no hotels. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. There's uh, 
camps and bases with like little structures and things like igloos. that but there's no yeah. igloo <laughs> but there's not like full-on hotels no it's not like four no. seasons antarctica no, 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 no. i know <laughs> i know but i thought you know they cool, bring though. you in for the day for a photo shoot you know yeah I don't maybe know. <laughs> i'm sure there's i'm sure it's been done probably i don't know how we got sidetracked there because <laughs> i have shoots. add and welcome to this podcast <laughs> But Antarctica is actually also the driest continent. It's almost entirely desert. Very little snow or rain falls on the continent. That's so interesting. Because you think you automatically see snow and ice and you yeah. assume that it's constantly snowing there. Yeah. Did like, you know like, that, Janelle? It's considered a desert. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that. It's a barren wasteland. Yeah, I think I, I did know that, but I forgot that. Yeah, I remember learning about it a while ago and I was mind blown that. Because, you know, you always picture deserts as like yeah. Arizona Sanded, where it's hot right. and yeah dry no, it's a desert cold, a cold desert desert yep. so it sounds like literally the worst place on earth to go so no wonder people don't go there there you go yeah it's you can almost equivalent it to go into the middle of like the sahara desert or something or but it's not because it's cold still. right so it's like right. terrible it's like two like double and terrible. it's windy as shit like wind can go like 200 miles an hour oh my god like yeah. You know, you could just be walking around outside. All of a sudden, no Instagram models are going there. <laughs> you're, you're blowing <laughs> Plus away. Plus, your man. sunlight is very sh- limited there. Like, there's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's dark a lot of That's the day. True. Yeah. That's well, true. in like the winter, it gets dark forever. Forever. Like, it's dark all the time. And That's in summer, crazy. It's light all the time. It'll be like midnight, and it feels like it's the middle of the day. I could never deal with that. It's very weird. I would never sleep. My sleep schedule would be screwed. I'd have to have those cool things, like where people clap in movies, and then like all the shades <laughs> come down. And it gets pitch black. I'd yes. have to have that living there. Or it might be opposite because I know the seasons are opposite. Alaska's like that too, yeah. right? Right. There's a couple yeah. places in the world that are like that. Yeah, the poles. Well, the like poles. That. If yeah, you're on, you right. know, on the top of the planet or the bottom of the planet, you're going to experience that, um, that kind of craziness. But yeah, so there's a whole mountain range under under it that stretches more than 750 miles. Most of it's buried under ice and snow, but the peaks are are able to like poke above it. So you can actually see, you know, the peaks of these mountains, but you can't see the bases of the mountains because they're bare, they're right. under all that ice, which is crazy. There's also a huge lake, a freshwater lake that's buried under 2.5 miles of frozen water. So wow. 2.5 miles down. I mean, Antarctica goes goes deep. Yeah, it goes really deep. <laughs> we, we don't even, I don't think we even understand or even know how deep Antarctica yeah. truly is. Mm-hmm. We know like roughly how thick the ice is, but under the ice, the actual continent itself, how much land is there? You know, how much is what's actually going on under there? Because, you know, going back millions of years, mm-hmm. Antarctica was not covered in ice, right? It yeah, was, it, that's you know, what's so interesting. Dinosaurs roamed and, you know, way, like way a jungle. back. Yeah, covered in trees, lush, mountain ranges. That's so hard to think about. Isn't it just trippy on its own that our planet has changed so much and that yeah. this planet you walk on today was completely different a million years ago? Right. Or That's why it makes you know, me wonder what the heck is going on on Mars or what was going on on right? Mars. When you see that kind of change. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like these things can happen sometimes fast, sometimes slower over time, but it's and, interesting. And it's not like it stops. Right, right. Like we, we assume... Because we live right now that, oh, everything is just going to stay how it is yeah. for the next millions of years. But that's right. not the case. Right. The planet's constantly shifting. The tectonic plates. A bu- the planet's just having this like craziness happening to it all the time right. between the weather and, you know, all the different ge- geographic components of it mm-hmm. are all moving and shifting constantly. I know. When you look up like a map of what the country could look like in 50 years, it's honestly mind blowing. 
Well, I don't know about 50 years. Well, as far as weather and things like that, sure. No, but, but just in 50 years, what the map will look like. It's, it's, I mean, you look at 100 years, it's even more mind-blowing. But the changes that will happen yeah, in the yeah. next 50 years are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's going to get even worse and worse as it, or crazier and crazier as even beyond that, talking like thousands of years, what the planet will look like. Could, you know, the America mm-hmm. shift or North America shift in some way? Could Antarctica pop back up and, you know, move <laughs> somewhere crazy. else? Yeah. Another interesting thing about Antarctica, too, is that, 90% of all meteorites are found in Antarctica hmm. because it's white. So it's really easy to find them. Oh, that's true. You can, and you can, you know, grab them and then keep them from being destroyed. But yeah, they found a ton of meteorites. There have been more than 10,000 discovered in Antarctica. Interesting. It probably is because of the snow. Mm-hmm. And they're old. Find. These are yeah. old. 700,000 huh. years old even. Hmm. One misconception that some people make is that there's polar bears in Antarctica. And there is not. There's no polar bears there. There's actually not a lot of animals there. Penguins are really like the, the main species of animal that is there. They're such a strange species, really. They really are. Like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> what are you what guys are doing? doing? What are the penguins doing? Flopping around. I love them. They're I love so watching cool. penguin like, documentaries. I can watch unlimited penguin documentaries and not get sick of it. It's so funny. They have like Especially their the own... emperor penguins. Yeah. <laughs> They're so funny. They have their own continent pretty much because like other yeah. than seals and then whales which are in the water and yeah some no, bugs and a few birds there. like they run, they they're run the only Antarctica. species they, they're the only ones they have like nothing to worry about either like there's yeah. not really any predators to worry about like Mm-mm. they got a good spot down there <laughs> except for it's freezing and windy and dark half the year but they they're like, like it, that's perfect <laughs> they're like excellent well, moving in. they all like huddle together <laughs> where can i sign like, up <laughs> yeah literally this is cool though there's this uh waterfall down there that is blood red and it just slowly pours out of the side of this glacier so there's this waterfall actually in antarctica that runs blood red it's a five-story waterfall that pours super slowly out of this glacier and it has this yeah, really blood looking. red color to it. it looks like blood pouring out of it but it's actually comes from iron interesting yeah so it's like rusted kind of i guess yeah the iron mixed with you know the glacier i guess together creates this blood red color i don't know the chemistry behind it but it's it's really wild it's people go and see it when they go down there uh to visit because tourism is actually a big thing down there is it mm-hmm. wait so I'm then saying. they do have resorts or something come on no. expedia, <laughs> expedia. <laughs> uh they do expeditions so they do they like, like um, cruises yeah you take a boat down there um you have that's the only way to get there i don't think you, you can't even fly there I believe you have to only take a boat um, from like Argentina is usually or New Zealand um, or I guess I'm sorry. There is flights there. Um, there's sightseeing flights from Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, y'all are wrong. There was definitely swimsuit models in Antarctica. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look, there they are. Did Kate Upton went there. Did she really? Yeah. Wow. I think so. <laughs> I'm assuming. That looks like Antarctica. So, yeah. Shit. And yeah. she's wearing a swimsuit, man. Wow. In the summer, probably. Still. Look, she's got the penguins in the back. That's fucking awesome, man. 2013. Wow. I'm telling you. All right. Let's go to Antarctica. <laughs> if she can do it, we can do it. 
She must be warm or something. Her complexion looks great for how cold it is. I would be literally purple. (laughs) (laughs) I would look so unattractive up there. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. (laughs) Okay, let's continue here. (laughs) Sorry. So for a long time, like throughout history, there was a lot of speculation over the existence of Antarctica, period. Like Mm -hmm. for a long time, they didn't believe that it was there or that it was real. Not until the early 1820s when a British and American commercial operators... Um, as well as British and Russian national expeditions being a, began exploring this region, the Antarctic Peninsula. Um, and eventually they found it um, in 1840 and they established it as Antarctica, an actual continent um, and not just like this area of islands. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they just did expeditions there. Did you ever, um, there was an IMAX film on Shackleton. Did you ever watch that by chance? <laughs> Probably not. That's no. so random, but. It's a, it was a really good IMAX film. Just because I remember my dad took me to the museum and I watched this IMAX film on the Shackleton expedition to Antarctica. And it was like way back in, um, in the 1800s, I believe, when he went down there um, on his ship and stuff. And it was just absolutely crazy. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. Probably weren't prepared for it. Well, yeah, especially <laughs> with the ships back then and stuff yeah. going down there. Cause probably just a little The cold. ice is thick. Oh, yeah. Just a little. Yeah. So... That's so during the early 20th century, that was really when the activity started going down there. But there really wasn't that much activity. Uh, Not until after World War II did they start seeing a huge surge in scientific activity down in Antarctica. And that's when a number of countries actually set up year round and seasonal stations, camps and refuges to support scientific research in Antarctica. So after the war that all these countries descended on it and started studying different things and yeah, I guess just trying to figure out what the hell's going on down there. Yeah, it's kind of like the mystery land. Mm -hmm. And because of this, they had to, you know, it's this new continent. Who owns it? Mm -hmm. You know, how is it going to be governed? You know, you know, how how does that work exactly? How does it work? It's governed by a treaty system. The Antarctic treaty system. So huh. there's a bunch of countries signed to it now, but event, it started out with 12 countries um, in 1959 and a bunch more. There's over 50 that have signed it now. Um, but basically the treaty prohibits military activities and mineral mining, prohibits nuclear explosions and nuclear waste disposal. It supports scientific research and protects the continent's ecozone. Mm-hmm. So this goes directly against all the conspiracies we're going to talk about. But... That is what they're doing now. It's supposed to be like a peaceful place. There's not supposed to be any sort of right. activity that could create problems or could harm uh, Antarctica itself. And so there's been a ton of scientists that go down there and they just conduct a shitload of experiments on different things. Mostly the ice, I would assume, trying to figure out, you know, what's below it. Right. How old is it? I mean, learn more about the land. Just learn more. Yeah. Well, about why it's there and, and its history. What's interesting, there's actually 16 restricted areas in Antarctica, and the parties have agreed to restrict human access to these areas because of special scientific or environmental value. So you can't you can't go to these restricted areas. They have like no fly zones. You're not allowed to fly over it. That's like it's, interesting. That's very restricted. Yeah. It's huh. yeah. And it's helped played into some of these conspiracy theories that yeah. why don't they want you to go there? What do what are they hiding? What don't they want you to see? Mm-hmm. But right now, there's a bunch of uh, different research stations mostly there. It's There's not hotels. There's not like restaurants or anything crazy type of 
society happening down there. It's no. purely research based. Um, there's about a thousand people that are there in the winter and sometimes 5,000 in the summer. But like we said, tourism is a big thing. And it's interesting because my grandparents, actually, my world travelers. I know they have been to many went places. to every continent except Antarctica. And my and my grandpa, Carl, who's like, I want to go to Antarctica before I die. No joke. And he was going to take me to with go. him. What? He was going to take me with him. He told me oh my God, back, in, dude. back in high school that. Oh, okay. He told you this in high school. Yes. I was like, if he still thinks you're going, that's no. probably not going to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, there's no way he could go now. Are yeah. you kidding me? But no, he used to tell me that he, before he died, he was wanted to see all the continents of the planet. And yeah. My grandpa said the same thing. He, gran- wanted, he wished he went to Antarctica. Really? Yeah. My grandpa has been to pretty much every continent. I think except he, for Antarctica is what he told me the same thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's been everywhere. It's pretty cool. I hope to be able to do that one day. I know. But yeah, so he promised me to take me to Antarctica, but that never panned out. <laughs> but it's actually not that expensive. You can go for as cheap as like three to four grand. That's a lot. That's a lot. Not really. No, I mean, it's for like a expedition down there. Oh, okay. It's not like for a day or something. But I, I mean, it can get expensive. <laughs> Well, no, because you're you're only flying to like yeah, Argentina. It's not like you can fly into an airport, right? Right. You can't. Yeah, I guess you can fly from Australia and New Zealand, but you can't go from many other places. So the first conspiracy theory, probably the biggest one surrounding Antarctica, is the Nazis have a secret base. The Nazis of World War II, of the 19th and early 20th centuries, they created a base down there. Um, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really interesting theory because it sounds insane, but actually it kind of makes some sense. Unfortunately, it does. So they were very, you know, they explored a lot. Yeah, they were really for a lot of different reasons. But obviously, because they were trying to, you know, take over the domination, bitch. Exactly. (laughs) And with that, they had a lot of very interesting and otherworldly beliefs. Yes. um, Which really drew them to Antarctica specifically. Yeah, it's really interesting. They were like low-key woke, the Nazis. They like knew a lot of things and they talked well, about aliens. And yeah, just meditation like and a lot of stuff about the occult and, and things occult, like that. And, they were yeah. very into that mm-hmm. and trying to like push the bounds of science and try to like get the next best technology. They were in search of yes. advanced technology, right. things that could help them in their quest for you know, world domination war and dominate exactly so they went down to antarctica in 1938 to 1939 and they claimed a large plot of land there and they named it new swabia which is named after an actual place in germany and while they were there the nazis supposedly discovered several underground caves and rivers and then later converted the largest cave in this like system because if you think about it i mean there's a ton of underground shit happened in there so why wouldn't there be a bunch of caves Mm -hmm. and they converted one of the largest caves into a secret city where they may have lived there with the illuminati people that were you know (laughs) i'm telling you get your tinfoil hat on it's good it's going (laughs) it's going deep let me i'm gonna try to explain all this because for some people there you hear illuminati and not and this just doesn't make any sense right right so (laughs) illuminati going back much farther than Mm -hmm. the nazis were even around And it would make sense that if the Nazis were interested in especially the dark occult evil aspects of 
you know, the metaphysical world and things like that, that they would be interested in the Illuminati who also, you know, possessed a lot of those those same things things too. Exactly. As the group of the Illuminati. Who started it. Yeah. Who really started it and would be sort of an inspiration for the Nazis in a sense in their, Mm -hmm. um, in what they were trying to accomplish. So, and again, this is purely theories. This is, there's no factual evidence for this whatsoever. This is all hearsay what people have said insiders and whistleblowers and things like that have said about yeah nothing the story. that's confirmed or yeah just verifiable. keep that in mind exactly so part of this theory is that people believe that hitler fled to this secret base in antarctica after world war ii he right. did not die right like you know the official account yeah. is that he died yeah i did a video on this on whether or not Hitler really died. It's really interesting because there's a decent amount of proof that he didn't die. Right. And then the only really proof they had that he did die was his skull. But then they found out that that skull was like of a 40 year old woman later on. So now it's never been confirmed. We don't really even have it. It's not like we have his remains or anything like that. There's no confirmation that he died. And he was like so smart, had so many people working with him that could have left. I mean, right. Well, uh, one of the theories is that he left in like submarines and yeah, submarined all the way down there. But others, a lot of people think he went to Argentina too, right? That's which like would make sense because Argentina is the connection to Antarctica too. Like yeah. that's how you get to Antarctica is you go to Argentina. So right. it it could make sense, you know. You could draw those those uh, connections there. Yeah. So another theory is that he his remains, you know, he did die in in Germany, and they brought his remains to argentina or somewhere else and cloned him in antarctica potentially if that's where their base was or they really did have like a super advanced city down there right maybe he was taken down there so that's a very interesting theory clearly i mean there are people who think that hitler is still alive and like could be working on something like that's wow well i don't know if he'd be alive still today if age-wise well Well, actually if if he was cloned yeah i'm saying he could be the same age as he was right if they're just using a clone i mean do clones age i don't know we don't know any of this yeah so i don't know i I mean i find it honestly more likely that he escaped and he left and went on and lived the rest of his life but i mean it's possible i don't know much about cloning to say whether or not i think they could have done that i mean there's some decent evidence of cloning so i don't know (laughs) i don't know what to think about that I think that there's just not enough evidence to say whether he left or not, obviously. But then there's not a lot of evidence to say that he really died at the same time, I feel like. No, no there's know. not at all. It's really weird. So the part of this theory, too, is that the Nazis went were, you know, while they're exploring Antarctica and building their secret base, they came across a either, a, you know, remnants of alien technology that was there prior or there was an extraterrestrial race that was living down there. Okay. When th- that they came in contact with. And because of this, they somehow got their hands on this alien technology and then used it to their advantage to start building and testing advanced weapons in throughout this other, you know, all the other different cave systems kind of underground, keeping it underground. That's really interesting to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. But Officially, Germany made no formal territorial claims to New Swabia because the official story was that they're just going down there for, you know, creating a whaling station or 
January you know, research facility, right. which they did establish one there in 1981. But that was kind of the original story is that this was just a harmless mission uh, right. for those other two things. But again, there's no evidence that they actually made weapons with alien technology or even mm-hmm. tested any in Antarctica. Um, besides, the Nazis only sent one ship to the region around 1938 uh, when they were looking for new whale hunting grounds, as far as we know. But then as soon as World War II broke out, they abandoned the expedition altogether. But this is where things start to get interesting, because after World War II, so 1947, uh, a man named Admiral E. Byrd led 4,000 or so military troops from the U.S., Britain, and Australia in what was basically an invasion of Antarctica. And this is known as Operation High Jump. So this is a, as far as I know, this is a legitimate operation, military operation that was con- conducted. The contents or what they actually did is highly classified. We don't know, but this is um, a real project. Yeah. So this is sort of a, you know, insiders look at maybe what had happened. But according according to the story, um, officially this was supposed to be a peaceful mapping mission. So looking for uranium deposits um, and sort of mapping Antarctica, um, according to government documents. They actually took over 70,000 aerial photographs of different inland areas of Antarctica. And since then, Operation High Jump has become a big topic, you know, connecting Antarctica into all these conspiracies uh, because they claim that the U.S. was doing a covert operation to conquer this alleged secret underground Nazi base in Antarctica, as well as capture the German flying discs. So the big thing with this is that the alien technology they recovered was this anti-gravity technology that we all know is used with flying saucers or, you know, UFOs, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so they were going down there to try to take that technology from them that they had. But of course, this has always been denied by the U S military. They denied that this happened whatsoever. But according to this theory, there was a battle with a fleet of UFOs. This is unconfirmed, but what's odd is that right after this failed mission, Admiral Byrd declared quote unquote, the project was necessary for the USA to take defensive actions against enemy fighters, which come from the polar regions. So real. So interesting. I mean, why would he say that for Mm -hmm. no reason? Like, I mean, yeah. Why, why would he say that? What other enemy fighters other than penguins would be there? Yeah. I mean, if there was really nobody down there, organized and attacked. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't make any sense. So after Admiral Byrd came back from, Operation High Jump down in Antarctica. He was actually hospitalized and not allowed to hold any more conferences after he made that statement. Ah, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. And then he died Shut shortly him down after. Quick. Oh, even yeah. more juicy, right? Interesting. And according to his private journal, apparently there was an entrance to a whole other world in Antarctica, which he was ordered to remain silent about for the rest of his life. And what? the the implications Have we ever gotten, of like, that a copy is of his journal. No, I haven't seen his journal or anything. So, yeah, we don't, we can't like, I can't confirm that that's true or not. (laughs) I don't. Interesting. But, okay. According to those who do know, that's what was in there. Okay. So, yeah, whether or not that's the truth, we may never know. But what we do know is that several U.S. military personnel lost their lives in Operation High Jump when this was supposed to be a peaceful mission. So wow. it's, it's very weird. There's definitely a lot of questions with that. Okay. Um, and what's also interesting is that in 1949, the actual organizer of Operation High Jump, James Forrestal, began to suffer from a mental breakdown 
and was sent to the Bethesda Naval Hospital to recover. Okay. Ha. Huh. That's interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. He was just sent away for a mental breakdown. Right. Yeah. But apparently he was having a legitimate breakdown because then he started discussing the actual facts around what Operation High Jump was about. To the hospital staff? Yeah, to the hospital staff. And he started talking about UFOs, Atlantis, and underground Nazi city. Oh, he was yeah. talking about Atlantis? Yeah. Well, I guess we don't know this for sure either. Right. But but if, he, if that, what he's saying is true, it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. And then, of course, after he started talking about all this, he was denied visitors, including his wife. And literally, this is crazy. So shortly after this whole thing happened, he somehow fell out of his hospital window to his death. Oh, my gosh. His wife was probably so pissed. She wasn't even allowed to see him before he died. And then he jumps out a window. And the official report said that he committed suicide. But there's a lot of rumors that say that he was murdered by government agents in order to keep him from talking further about what was really found. So to understand this theory even more, we have to understand the Nazi beliefs a little bit more. And again, there's people have interpreted the Nazi beliefs in a lot of different ways. But from the research that I did, it appears that the Nazis, like we talked about, uh, embrace the occult. Yeah. Believe that the earth could be hollow. Um, Interesting. And they believe that the hollow center of the earth could be inhabited by aliens. They were very, they were very, yeah, into some wild stuff. I feel like most people do not know that that's what they thought. Yeah. And they're, they were essentially like a secret society in a lot of ways. They kept a lot of this really like in the inside circle, right? Yeah. Because, you know, like when they were taking over Germany, it wasn't like they were saying there's extraterrestrials in the whole right. earth. You know, they weren't right. saying any of that. Mm-hmm. But in the inner circles of things, they really believe that. They looking and, into all this wild things. And that's why they really believe that they were going to go to Antarctica and find gateways and portals and whatnot into this hollow earth world, mm-hmm. which, yeah, we got to do a hollow earth theory video at some point yeah, too because there's a whole other theory about the civilization that's inside the earth um but anyways so rumors actually began to circulate that even though germany had been defeated after world war ii a selection of military personnel and scientists as we know um because we ended up taking some of the scientists um in the u.s remember with uh right operation paperclip right right but they fled germany you know as allied troops swept across europe um, and they established the base themselves in Antarctica where they continued to develop advanced aircraft based on extraterrestrial technologies that they attained. But it's interesting to note that there were approximately 250,000 Germans unaccounted for. Um, wow, that's a lot, man. After the war. Wow. And that's even taking into account casualties and deaths. 250,000. Oh so even that's if a, a lot. small percent of that somehow escaped, yeah. that's still a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Which is clearly enough to like have a really populated base and yeah. have enough expertise and knowledge to get something going like that. Right. So it kind of makes sense in a lot it of does. ways. It really does. It's so weird, but it does make sense. Another thing that's pretty well known among UFO researchers is, is reports of UFOs uh, or UFO sightings with flying saucers with either swastikas or iron crosses on them or aliens speaking German. This is kind of a, there's been a lot of sightings like this. Yeah, that it is interesting. Multiple people have said that. Mm -hmm. Aliens speaking German. Yeah. And when that, the Roswell crash, didn't people say they were speaking a language that sounded like German? I I don't know. Possibly. 
there's definitely a Roswell connection, which is very weird because it's all happening around that same time after World right. War II. Roswell's what, 53 yeah. or 54 or something? Yeah. So it's right around that time. Hmm. And that's why and when you think of all the events that are unfolding, you can start connecting the dots and maybe there's, you know, real connections there between all these events. That's if, wild. If extraterrestrials are really, you know, there was, they were getting help with this technology. Very weird. But this next theory I want to talk about um, really has to deal more with a, a map, a mysterious map than Antarctica itself. But it has to, it could completely change how we think of Antarctica or, you know, even what it is. So in 1773, explorer James Cook passed through the Antarctic Circle for the first time. And Cook and his crew discovered a land that had until then remained a mystery. And while this was the first discovery of the continent, a map was discovered in Turkey in 1929 that suggests otherwise. Mm, shocking. But, yeah. <laughs> Our I history know. is such bullshit. It's insane. I know. Because, I mean, there's so much stuff we're still uncovering. And I know. That's rewriting history. And this, is, this could be one of them. And this is the Piri Reis map, which is named for the medieval cartographer Piri Reis, who signed the bottom. So what's even more interesting about this map is that what has actually been identified on it, along with the usual land masses, there was another on it called Antarctica. So this is 200 years before Antarctica was actually discovered. So it just flips everything 1513 is when this map was made. And who knows how early before that it could have been discovered. Right. Especially you know, when you previously. learn who actually created this map. Right. So in 1513, an Ottoman Turkish admiral, geographer, and cartographer, Piri Reis, created a map of the world as it was known up until that point. And writing in his own handwriting, he described how he had made the map from a collection of ancient maps supplemented by charts that were drawn by Columbus, Christopher Columbus himself. And this suggests that these ancient maps were available to Columbus and could have been the basis of his expedition. Wow. So this is not only Columbus's mm-hmm. map, this is ancient maps that existed far before that yeah so it's probably way older than 50 way older than oh that. oh my gosh and the center of the source of the map that he used in order to create can be traced back to alexandria the library of alexandria, alexandria the world's oldest and largest library until it was destroyed by Christian we have got to invaders. do a podcast on that. We always say that. I never think to do that when we go to think of a topic for the week. We never that one never comes up. That's so interesting, and so many of our our theories and stuff like right. this comes back to it. We really need to do that. I know. Soon, we promise we'll do it soon. So, if this is true, though, that means that we knew about Antarctica potentially hundreds of thousands of years prior. I'm sure we did. And I'm sure there's more proof that we knew about it in the library of Xandra that was fucking burned. Along with countless so other answers things. to things, probably. Oh, isn't that so irritating? It was just burning. And, oh, I hate thinking and about why it. Why was it burned? Well, it was burned because the Christian, you know, invaders came in and they wanted to destroy anything that could go against the message that they were spreading. Really Puritan invaders, honestly, you know. Well, Christian, I'm talking about Christianity as a whole. I mean, if you talk yeah. about the Crusaders, they were, they right, were right. you know, Christian, no, Catholicism, all of those things fall under Christianity, essentially. Right. It's a bigger bucket. Yeah, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying, I know what sense you're you're thinking I'm saying. <laughs> it's not, the, it's not equivalent. 
Yeah, we're talking about like the Crusaders at the time that they burned down at Alexandria because they were trying to spread, you know, the word of God in this one religion across right. the planet. So we need to wipe everything out so that people aren't influenced by anything else but us. Right, right. So Alexandria got burned down and all this ancient knowledge that could hold answers to so many mysteries in our world today. Mm-hmm. So at the time... It was believed to be one of the most complete maps in the world due to the fact that it was based on multiple other charts. And this map was actually drawn on a gazelle skin parchment. Ooh, gazelle skin parchment. Yeah. Huh. And plus, I mean, he had a lot of credibility back then. Sounds Yeah, like. I mean, he was really... He, he was I mean, like the man to make yeah, the map. He was like a Plato type figure, somebody really right. educated. Interesting. There wasn't a ton of cartographers just running around at that time period. In 1513... So if you take a look at the this map, at the bottom section, you can see what appears to show the northern coast of Antarctica. But obviously, according to most historians, the continent wasn't discovered until 1733. And what's even more interesting is that the continent is actually connected to South America and doesn't seem to be covered in ice, according to this map. So That's if you, so interesting. So if you think about that, that completely... If, the, if this is remotely true... That shakes up then a lot. Then we... Our timeline is so messed up yeah we have no clue and that seems like a really quick amount of time for antarctica to completely flip you know climate and to, to change Move, places yeah. so fast like i mean it's a long time ago don't hundreds of years but but in my mind i thought that would take thousands of years more like well and scientists would say it's impossible because right the planet doesn't move that quickly right so, so how what's going on here interesting mm. mm-hmm so this other individual, this professor, Charles Hapgood, published in 1965 his theory about Antarctica in the book Maps of the Ancient Sea Kings. Um, and he had actually studied the Piri Ray's map with his students at the University of New Hampshire, and he found several things that he could not explain. Not only was there the issue of Antarctica without its ice cap, but they noticed that the map was drawn using the Mercator Projection a methodology not used by European cartographers until the late 16th century. Mm. And this use of this Mercator projection on this Piri Ray's map could possibly explain, or could only be explained by his use of Greek maps in the creation of his drawing, but that there is no explanation for the inclusion of Antarctica without the ice cap. And mm. so they theory, so he theorized with the students that the Piri Ray's map had to have been based on information older than 4,000 BCE. Wow, that's so crazy. So this is long before any known sophisticated civilizations or any well-defined languages. So it essentially introduces this theory that an ancient civilization had to have had the skills to navigate the world's oceans and accurately Mm -hmm. chart the lands they visited thousands of years ago. That's so interesting. I mean, because it makes you think like, Either they had they were really intelligent, way smarter than we thought, and way more advanced, or they had help. Right. And that's the most interesting to me. Yeah. Is thinking that maybe there was some type of help to help them understand all this stuff. Yeah. Well, and the only way he said the only way to get this type of uh you know, look at right. at the world like that is you have to be above, above it. And it's not like they had a drone, thing. my friend. Thousands of years ago. Did they, no. you know, have any sort of aerial technology? I don't know, but it seems more likely that, you know, there could have potentially been some sort of alien civilization, some otherworldly visitors, you know, going some ancient aliens right now 
that could have been here that provided that technology or that knowledge. Or they really were advanced enough and they did have things like drones. I mean, what am I to say they don't have a drone? Uh, the cat is sticking her hand in your drink. Hey, that's my, my water. <laughs> She's like, move it. She just wants to By the way, quick shout out. We will link below. These cups are so cool. They were made by, what's her yeah, name again? Yeah, look at this. Do you remember? Believe. Wolfie cool. Craft Corner? Wolf's Craft Corner. Wolf's Craft. On Etsy. She made us these really cool cups. They're really awesome. We'll have a link below if you're watching on YouTube. So that's the Piri's Rays map sort of theory. And if if this is a real map and it really is all these things, then that completely changes everything with history. And it's just another example of how the history that, you know, we're told in schools and, you know, kind of the mainstream, what mainstream historians yeah. say is how things unfolded is completely wrong. Isn't that so irritating to find out so many things that are wrong? And if you were to like question your teacher and you'd be like, I don't think this is right. So I don't think I should have to be tested on incorrect information. Like imagine the reaction. I mean, there's so many things that I remember being taught that are just, I mean, not confirmed wrong, but definitely possibly wrong considering yeah. other information like you that they don't take into it's a hundred percent true yeah. like right. they kind of teach you that it's it just is. such a propaganda version of everything when you yeah. look at the public school systems history it's honestly mind-blowing it's so like swayed in the u.s's favor and it's so right. it's just such a load of bullshit and then to find out that you were being tested on that like uh, tested on lies <laughs> not lies you know what i'm saying but like not truths either like half well, it's truth. like give us the full story right right give us all the information give us the not juicy the bits and maybe stuff. kids will be interested right. if you like tell them the interesting parts because it's interesting they leave all of the parts that kind of make you question history which why can't we question history yeah how wouldn't we question history none of us it's were natural there. we're none of us were there oh, that's a really good point it honestly. goes on forever history should be something that's open for interpretation right. and questioning if historians are able to do that then why can't we exactly like they come to a lot of conclusions on things and assumptions and like obviously there's things in history that are 100 percent true 100 percent fact obviously because yeah. are recorded we have right. you know artifacts all these different things that physically prove it right but at the same time especially when you talk about ancient history ancient yeah. civ there's so many things that are all yes. up to the historian's interpretation yes and that's why there's this huge rift in the historian community you know, between mainstream historians to people that are like Graham Hancock, who have a completely different version of events right. based upon his findings and things like that. Mm. And it's so funny how mad the mainstream historian and like, especially Egyptology and things yeah. like that. They're so, they get so angry well, it's when like you question. like discrediting their whole career. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And it well, it's so <laughs> ego driven. Yeah, it really Rather is. Rather than fact driven and, and focus more on the truth about what's right. really happening. Why wouldn't we want to know yeah. the truth about there should what be happened. more critical thinking when it comes to history exactly. for sure and then you could go the whole conspiracy yeah. of well they only teach you one narrative and one well, story they do that's true they don't want you to be critical thinker they there's don't want a lot you to of things that are left things. out of u.s history especially yeah just conveniently skipped right that's not important enough let's just focus on other things you know the things that make us look good right the things that make us look bad you almost will never find in a history book right totally so this Antarctica conspiracy theory went crazy in 2016, actually, because people online alleged that they found three pyramids in in Antarctica. And the pyramids measured over 4,000 feet tall, 
making them 10 times the height of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Hmm. And obviously, mainstream was like, this is not true. There's no yeah. record of any civilization being there. And there, there's you know, not. In order there for there to be some type of structure that big, there'd have to be a ton of resources. And obviously, there'd be way more evidence uh, that we would have found proving that somebody had been there and built these pyramids. It does look like a pyramid, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they'd probably be able to figure that out, right? Right. But, you know, it ended up being that these pyramids were the tops of mountains sticking through the ground. So oh, if you think about a mountaintop right. or there's like a specific name for them called uh, nun attacks, which are a, a specific type of mountain that are so tall that they rise above the permafrost. So it's an actual thing. But especially like a lot of people and a lot of conspiracy theorists love to go on Google Maps and hunt around yeah. and try to find weird looking things, which sometimes they find legitimate like questionable things like the whole possible maybe underwater base off the coast of california is kind of interesting because of the uh underwater structure you can kind of see there or stone structure or something right and so it from google maps especially it does look like pyramids coming off the top of it it really does i mean i see why people at first look crazy like, over this i mean i could i could maybe you know see why because the the angles on that thing look pretty fucking sharp sh- straight yeah right it's on. very geometric but also doesn't fully look like a pyramid especially the one to the left that doesn't look right, like a pyramid right. like what is that a butte on top <laughs> a butte <laughs> maybe i don't know my mountain terms fully but that looks like isn't a it a plateau oh a plateau maybe is it i don't know i don't know time to do a google search Mm, <laughs> no but seriously that is fucking weird how it just kind of cuts off like that and if it yeah. that doesn't really naturally melt that way either no yeah it seems like too you know the angles are too it really does look like a pyramid imagine skiing down that bitch <laughs> sledding you'd go flying <laughs> but who, who who's to say that there's not pyramids under the ice right it could be there. I mean, if we don't truly know. We don't know. Ancient civilization there that goes back thousands of years, mm-hmm. just like Egypt. Could there be pyramid structures? Because we found it all over the rest of the world. Could there be Anything's pyramids possible. in Antarctica as well? There could be. There really could be. I love this next one because this one just threw me off. It's very weird. Um, so, world leaders visiting Antarctica. John Kerry visited Antarctica in 2016 and he became the first and the highest ranking U.S. politician to ever visit Antarctica and he wasn't alone either because Britain's Prince Harry also made a trip to Antarctica. Well, I feel like a lot of prominent people will go there just to see it for themselves and try to understand the the climate change problem more because John Kerry's whole cause is climate change, you know. If anyone's going to go there, it's going to be him. So it's not really that shocking that he went, but... Prince Harry, I mean, good for him. And apparently, I don't know if this Probably is true or not, but, ass, but apparently Prince Harry went there on behalf of a charity. Okay. Yeah. See, that makes sense. That's like what something. they do. And yeah. imagine the accommodations for Prince Harry. I'm sure there was someone like walking with a heater, like right next to him. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't suffering through the cold. No resource for Prince Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Then Buzz Aldrin, I mean, that's interesting. An astronaut going down there. That's interesting. Yeah. Which which at why. the same time, it's like, it's kind of like the surface of the moon. Yeah, you know? they're like, I've been stranger places. I've been man. to the moon, so. But he also, you, you have to think a little bit more outside the box. Because Buzz Aldrin, he went to the moon, on the moon, 
and right. he and he claims to according to somebody else he claims to have seen ufos mm-hmm. on the edge of the crater when they landed yeah. he's an interesting all this cat stuff. so for it's sure. very interesting that he decided to go down there because mm-hmm. i wonder if in buzz aldrin's mind he's like i gotta go oh, down there and see, see if this shit. ufo yeah stuff is real down there too totally. like i've heard i can definitely see him doing that type of thing apparently when he was down there though he had to be medically evacuated Oh, Shit. according to signs of altitude sickness or he was they wanted to get him out before he saw something yeah mm-hmm. exactly there you go who knows this one is kind of wild to me though because why would have a holy person such as the russian patriarch kirill so this guy's like a i guess like a pope in russia like he's kind of like the holy figure if you hmm. look at the picture of him, he's very interesting. Does he looking. wear an outfit? Yes. Oh, of course. That's yes. a nice outfit. Yes. He's got some gold, multiple gold on his outfit. So he went down there like this and there's Cross like pictures of him. Cross on his head. Interesting. I have not yet seen that. Mm-hmm. Little mini cross on his head. So people are like, well, why did he go down there? Just to see the penguins? Like, why would, you know, the Pope hasn't been down there. Why is this? Well, his outfit matches. Maybe he wanted a good there. picture, you know? With the penguins. <laughs> trying to get his Instagram numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So there's this whole theory, essentially, that he went down there to perform some type of ancient ritual there because mm. a, some there's some theories that there's some type of ancient relic weapon from like biblical times. We're talking Ark of the Covenant. Co- covenant ark of the covenant type <laughs> shit that's hidden there yeah and there's this other supposed weapon called the ark of gabriel and potentially could be going down there to try and un- unleash it but i mean again people are are reaching for sure yeah but it is kind of interesting because it's like why is he going down there you know he didn't doesn't really have a purpose to be there i feel like yeah it's a very it's a far way to go for a, a picture of some penguins i just think <laughs> i'm sure that isn't the reason why he went but the another one of the sort of main things about what's really going on down there and why are all these prominent people visiting Antarctica is that there's been some archaeological discoveries that have been made that are being kept from the public. Mm. Because if it were known what these discoveries were, it would literally rewrite human history. Like it would completely change everything. So you have political leaders, religious leaders going down there to see the evidence, the archaeological discoveries for themselves to confirm that we got to keep the shit hidden because these discoveries that we made there from operation high jump and in the past completely changes everything about our history it's possible it's possible either way right it's Mm -hmm. possible they just went there as well but it's interesting to think about for sure if you wanted to question the official story that that's kind of the other side of it right i guess is a good way to put it so who knows what's actually going on there? I mean, I think there definitely could be something hidden there because the ice is definitely a good way to hide things. Yeah, totally. I'm really open to there's it. There's a lot sure. of, yeah, there's a lot of evidence to suggest there's a lot of things happening under the ice that mm-hmm. is very strange, like this crater actually. So in January 2019, uh, scientists from NASA and the German Aerospace Center, interesting German Aerospace Center, <laughs> discovered a crater deep under the permafrost of Antarctica. And apparently the crater was first discovered during an analysis of satellite images of Antarctica in 2006. And they think that the crater was formed by one of the asteroids that hit the earth millions of years ago and caused the extinction of the dinosaurs. But conspiracy theorists obviously don't believe that. They believe this crater is sort of remnants or could be part of the secret Nazi base that 
we talked about earlier. But there's really this crater that's there. Hmm. Um, and others think that it could be the place that the Navy operation was trying to get to because it is sort of this entrance entrance to the hollow earth that's down there or into the hollow earth. It's an entrance. That's what people think? The crater is, yeah. Okay. It's just so hard because there's like no proof. It's what, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing with these theories is it's a lot of it's really just out there stuff. Like Mm -hmm. these, these last couple theories I'm going to read are just straight from Reddit. Um, They're just kind of interesting because Reddit's an interesting place. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I like it. I like people thinking critically about stuff. And and sometimes you find some gold on Reddit. Yeah. Totally. Like some of these make zero sense whatsoever, but some of them, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe like this first one is they are manipulating. The government, whoever, the Illuminati, whoever's running the world is manipulating Antarctica's massive generation of cold air in conjunction with HARP, chemtrails, and other weather control and geoengineering methods to quote unquote weaponize the weather, which that's another episode we got to do because there's. Yes, we do. I hate to say this, but there is a decent amount of evidence that suggests that the weather is being manipulated and potentially weaponized against us. Yeah, I've seen some interesting stuff about that. I'd like to know more about it before I say whether or not I think that's for sure going on, but it's compelling stuff. There is. I mean, HARP, I don't know, HARP, not so much. I've done some decent research into that, but as far as just geoengineering and and other technology that they may have in order to control, change weather, make storms bigger. Or just whether or not it's possible for them to do that whether or not they're doing it we yeah, don't know but like, right. it's an interesting idea of being able totally. to manipulate the weather in general totally this other theory is that the fallen angels are quote-unquote imprisoned in a mountain in antarctica and are still alive based on research of the forbidden book of enoch which is an ancient book this is this is getting into more like biblical theories do you know what the fallen angels are no i was just about to say wait if you're not religious you don't you won't understand what the fallen angels are okay i thought i had missed something i was like going back but god had again i'm no expert this is this is a very rough overview i haven't read the bible in a while (laughs) but i do know that angels are you know work for god and Mm -hmm. angels if they sin they get thrown out of heaven which right. sa- Satan is a fallen angel. Lucifer. Right. He's, I know that part. Right. So there's other angels that have we been thrown out of part. heaven. No. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no, I don't know yeah. anything. I'm sure a lot of people Very... listening don't. That's kind of an interesting part the of book it. Of, yeah, it might even be worth doing an episode on the book of Enoch because it's... <laughs> I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. But basically, yeah, the devil, Lucifer, was an angel and then God sent his ass down for being bad. Hmm. That's a, a very light version and a, of the And story. a bunch of other angels too. Yeah. But then he like became the leader of hell. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. This has been Kendall's Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> but part of the book of Enoch too is this uh, Nephilim, this giant hybrid offspring of the fallen angels and daughters of men. So giants. Oh, someone yes. was commenting about this on yeah. the last podcast. And was asking if the, the alien Nephilim. blood, the Rh negative right. blood, could come from yes. this. Yes. Ha. Huh. Yes. This because it's a hybrid. It's this hybrid species um, that are crossed with fall. This is another kind of version. Some say aliens. Some say this other species, this giant species that is no longer around because they were wiped out or are currently being frozen in the ground right now. So the last little interesting theory I want to talk about is. 
a wiki has to do with WikiLeaks because they actually mysteriously released a set of 23 photographs of various locations in Antarctica on October 18, 2016, as part of its John Podesta related leaks. Wow. And what's interesting, yeah, this is 100% real. I'll put the link uh, for you guys so you can go look at it yourself. Uh, but the pictures, such a sketchy dude, man. super scenic. But there actually is two pictures that looks to uh, show a UFO, oh. and another one shows a mysterious fog. And these were in the Podesta email files. Weird. Whoa, that's crazy. So looking at the photo, it's like a scenic photo of like a sunset in Antarctica. It was but then, in his files. Yes, this was in his email. Those emails were crazy. He that had it just. He had twenty three files that were. Wow. Sent to him. That's really interesting, actually. And so it's in yeah because it's what was he was he emailing them somewhere was he storing the photos or did so he the emails them from somebody. Yeah, they came from. I don't know. Ex- actually, I don't know exactly. I don't think they were Podesta's actual emails. I don't know. They were somewhere in his email. They got sent from some unknown address. Okay. Um, that has looks like some type of Asian Chinese perhaps so it may writing. Not be connected to him. He may not right. even know what that right. is. We it don't know for sure. Email? Right. Okay. It was right. in the email leak that they did. They I thought did he had him. sent it to someone. No, no, no. He didn't. No. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. he didn't send them to him. He received them from somebody. They just happened to be in the uh, the leak that WikiLeaks did of his uh, Podesta's emails. Yeah. Um, and there happened to be these photos. So, again, I don't know what's going on with them, but they are very weird. Like, especially this second one, it shows like a glacier, but then there's like what looks to be an opening of a cave with maybe like a little bit of light, light coming from it. Yeah, it definitely does. Like, why would there be these random two photos? Like, one obviously capturing what looks like a light orb in the sky. And it looks like it's going the opposite direction from, like, you know, sunshine. Yeah, yeah. It's not lit up like sun. It's no. clearly a shadow. It's coming from underneath a light source. Yeah, it looks like it's coming up. But again, it. like, we don't know what the fuck right. these are from. Like, this could be some random email that totally, he had. Totally, totally. It yeah, could be, so, like, photoshopped or it could just be... You know, people reading too hard into these pictures and, yeah. and seeing. I mean, it's hard stuff. with a lot of this stuff. That's what it is. Yeah. And so Antarctica is like one of those things. You know, it's really, really interesting really stuff. But you can't for sure there say could be, yeah. what you think. It could just day. be a frozen, barren wasteland. It could. Where, I mean, there's got to be some something interesting under the ice, right? I, I think even if it's absolutely just bones. Yeah, totally. Or fossils or, <laughs> or something yeah, under there. Totally. Yeah. I mean, imagine. I think much. I think there's a real possibility there was some sort of civilization at one time. Yeah, on I Antarctica. definitely can see that. And I mean, we're talking two miles worth of ice. There could be totally uh-huh. all sort. There could be a hidden a whole civilization under there. Atlantis yeah. could be under there for yeah. all I know. And I mean, what extent the Nazis were doing down there, we don't know, but we know that they went there and that yeah, they absolutely that's fact. The yes, Operation High Jumped is, is a a real thing so so why what was their interest it's interesting was it just for these ordinary things or you know why are people dying after that and you know there's a lot of really weird questions and obviously a lot of classified information that hasn't been released surrounding the missions down there and stuff and will we ever know what what happened down there probably not unless they declassify more stuff over time yeah which hopefully they will yeah but let's hope so or it's just going to melt and we're yeah. going to find out what the hell is going on there. True that. Yeah. And a lot of people are scared that there could even be some type of like 
alien you know there we could uncover like a bunch of aliens that are under the ice or something oh and then um, they start you like know, thriving or these giants these <laughs> nephilim or even some have even oh, said ooh. some type of ancient evil like you know whether it's some type of mythical monster or something like that i mean there's all yeah. sorts of wild wild theories about it but yeah interesting stuff it is interesting stuff you'll have to let us know what you guys think about this because yeah i don't i don't know i think there could be some stuff going on but i again there's not enough evidence to say for sure yeah but yeah we'll go ahead and wrap it up there today guys hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the model Hard podcast if you did like and subscribe really appreciate it but we'll go ahead and wrap it up for today. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check out milehire.com. Yes. And we will see you guys next time. Yeah, stay safe. And stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>